Yesterday, I'm joined by CEO of Big Ticket Sports, George Daniel. George, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Hey, John, thanks for, thanks for having me today. No problem at all. Great to talk to you. Um, so you're busy over there. Tell us about um, CEO of Big Ticket Sports. You guys are doing the great things over there. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so obviously Big Ticket Sports is um, uh, owned by Kevin Garnett. Um, I, uh, Kevin, uh, we formed the company uh, three years ago and with the, with the primary purpose of acquiring the iconic Hoop It Up three-on-three basketball platform tournament. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, as, as, as I'm sure many, as you know, and many of your listeners know, uh, Hoop It Up uh, has been around a long time. It uh, was founded in 1989. And, um, uh, at, 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 you know, at, at, through the years, it was, you know, NBA was involved with it. It was on NBC. It was part of the NBA All-Star Game. It's had a great yeah. record. And, and amazingly, you know, it has a, uh, 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 you know, I guess those of us of a certain age <laughs> have really have a have really strong has a real strong brand loyalty right. um, with with uh, you know it, it was, especially people I guess you know over thirty thirty five years old in a certain age group uh, who right. grew up grew up in the nineties and in the early two thousands right. and um, it's it's just a, a tr- the brand is really still strong with with a lot of people and you know we're right. finding the kids want to play it too you know obviously although yes uh, it's um it's it's their, their you know because they're they hear about it from their parents and right and it's cool and um and you know and the one thing that kind of led us to the acquisition uh kind of converging we, we first of all we just thought hoop it up was just a great brand it's yeah. a great iconic brand to, to be a part of and and to have and to um to be the stewards of and we thought, look, great idea. Let's now we have KG, you know, a global basketball ambassador, right? right. Putting putting a spotlight on it. And and then the third piece of the puzzle uh, was that we thought it was really a convergence of 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 of, of things. Is that three on three basketball is now an Olympic sport, and um, you know, so it was in it was in the Tokyo Olympics. Yes. Uh, the, the women the women won the gold. U.S. women won the gold. The U.S. men did not qualify. And, and so uh, when we acquired it, we, you know, we thought, you know, this is just a great opportunity with 303 basketball going to be an Olympic sport, yeah. uh, iconic brand, KG, and we, we, have, we forged a, um, you know, a relationship with FIBA 3X3, you know, the, the international governing body, and, uh, you know, our events are, uh, you know, sanctioned through FIBA. Right. And so, um, so it's, just, it's, it's, just, it's a really exciting, an exciting time. Uh, you know, to, 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 to be involved with it and to kind of push three, three on three basketball back into the forefront uh, at the, you know, at the, at the grassroots level. Yes, I totally agree with you. I was able to cover three on three Red Bull tournament at Hall of Fame um, a couple of months ago. It was so, it was exciting. The ball, the best ball was one of the best basketball ever watched because it was only three on three. And if you were to wiggle link, you would expose every play. So you got to bring your all every play. I love watching it. Experience. No, that's great, and that's right. You know, and and <laughs> USA USA basketball with yes. the Red Bull Tour. You know, yes. they so so you know that's and they're trying. You know, obviously they're cultivating the challenges. What a lot of people, you know, are trying trying to figure out. Well, how did USA? How did Team USA not make the Olympics? I mean, this is our game. We invented right. it. We have the best players in the world. But there's right. there's there's so many with with there's so many restrictions on qualifying that. Unlike five on five, we can't use. When I say we, USA yeah. can't use can't use your, uh, NBA players, can't use G League players. 
Right. And we really even can't use, uh, you know, cherry pick a high-level college team. The guys who play, or men and women who play, or the men, I, definitely for the men, I, mean, I know this is true, right. the men who play, who qualify for uh, the Olympics, have to play a certain number of events over the course of a period of years in order to qualify to actually represent their country. Right. And, and so it's not a situation where we can just bring in all the, you know, a, a dream team at the, you know, to just enter some qualifying tournament. You, you, it has to be guys that have been playing over the course of the three, four years leading up to the Olympics, essentially, is how it works. Right. And so that becomes a real, you know, it's a very complex formula. And it was designed to, to quite frankly, probably to keep the NBA guys out, let's face right. it, because they were trying to level the playing field and give the Europeans and the other people, you know, other countries in the world a chance to, you know, compete. And so, right. um, so it's created challenges. That was, in fact, we didn't, you know, USA didn't make the Olympics. So all the more reason we want to be part of that system and getting people playing, building grassroots. And we literally, literally can create a system where somebody can enter one of our tournaments, start accumulating points toward their FIBA ranking, right. and, and eventually play their team in and play their way in into FIBA qualifying tournaments. You could enter one of our tournaments and, and actually go into the FIBA Masters Tour if you win our national championship. Right. And the team that won last year was a team from Omaha. They're going to be playing in Prague this year at a world tournament. So it's, it's a, you know, we're, we're trying to build an ecosystem within the FIBA framework and, right. and the Olympic framework because we think this is the future. And to your point about missing, um, if you blink and miss it, as you know, because uh, you were there, the games are, you know, it's 10 minutes clock or f- first team to 21. Right. And what a 12-second shot clock, and the ball, just take the ball out of bounds and just keep moving. Right. So <laughs> yes. It's, 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 it's nonstop <laughs> movement, half court, right, three on three. Yes. And, and it just doesn't stop moving. And we really believe this is the game that is built for the future. It's built – this is a game that you could literally watch on your phone. A lot of people say, well, you know, you can stream everywhere. But – how many people are going to sit there and watch a game for two hours on their phone? Right. This is, you can watch these games on your phone in 10 minutes. You know, right. like you literally can. Right. And so that's we're excited about that. We're excited about the opportunity. We're excited about building an aspirational level of competition, um, you know, the kind of parallel and, and work within a framework of what USA Basketball is doing and FIBA. Right. We created the Hoop It Up Pro-Am, which is our – we have, we have uh, seven – we have eight tournaments scheduled this year. We just had right. our first one this weekend. And so the clubs can, can, can tra- our, within our ecosystem, teams can travel around and build points. And if, they, if you win a, one of the tournaments, you get to go to our Pro-Am Championship. That will be in, in, in Tempe in October. Okay. And that will be our national championship. And, and it's for all ages. But the Pro-Am is the, you know, adult, men's adult, you know, aspirational, uh, the top level of the competition. Right. And that's the one that will be tied into FIBA, you know. So uh, we're building our own ecosystem, our own aspirational level of competition here. Right. And, we, you know, we're really excited about, about the, the possibilities in the future. Yeah, you guys are on the right track, on the right path, man. I love, I love the way you guys have all the major sports covered to help the kids in the future, soccer, football, esports, and not just, not just basketball. Because everything you guys have going on, that's what kids get into when they're small and they want to do it as they're growing up. Because growing up, I loved basketball. That's why I essentially started the NBA panel. Like, one right. was one is two. Like, I love talking about basketball. I love basketball, so I created this. Yeah, no, our company, you know, is, as you said, you know, basketball obviously is our sweet spot. 
right. because it's Kevin Garnett. I have a background in, in minor league basketball from years ago, and, you know, but, um, but we do have a soccer property, which is tremendous, called Kick It Soccer, which right. is, a, you know, a huge property for us. Um, you know, it's coast to coast, and, you know, we do about 60 events a year. Um, we are going, you know, we've been a little down on football the last couple of years through the pandemic, but we're, right, we're bringing right. back, we're bringing back a, a brand that's been around for 20 years called let it fly football, which right. is uh, flag football. And, and so we're, that's going to be relaunching again this fall. And so we're really excited about that. We do some things in esports. We've had esports activation activation at some of our, uh, hoop it up events uh, that we've done customized with sponsors and, you know, that's exciting as well. Um, you know, and we, we, we you know, we're, so we're, we're, uh, we're in the sports event uh, business. Um, you know, I'm, I'm used to be the commissioner of the National Lacrosse League. Right. Uh, we actually have actually lacrosse, uh, uh, you know, we've done the company and it's, and it's, and it's before we acquired it, actually also right. did lacrosse activation. So we're, we're, we're capable of, uh, you know, multi-sports. Certainly, as you said, this is NBA panel and we're basketball people, you know, and Kevin right. is. So hoop it up is the is the is the is the is our um, is our major sweet spot. Right. But 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 certainly uh, you know we 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 love all of our properties and there's uh, you know there's great uh, they're all great activations and we're at the end of the day we're an experiential uh, you know uh, experiential company you know Definitely. so that's yeah so. Definitely. Yes, your career is well-rounded. Congratulations on that. Bouncing off your time at the Lacrosse League, um, tell us about how you negotiated a collective bargaining agreement, six of them. Because I know for every league that has – every league has a collective bargaining agreement, and that's one of the most important factors in any league functioning properly and put on a great product. So how was it for you helping negotiate those bargaining agreements? Well, you know, that's it's a great question. And, you know, someone might look at it and say, well, you know, it's a – you know, it's a lacrosse league, and it's, it's um, uh, you know, the players make a, a tiny fraction of what, right, an NBA or NFL guys make, the average salary. When I started the average at the lacrosse league 20 years ago, right. uh, the, aver- the average salary, I don't know, was probably less than $1,000 a game. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's more than that now. Right. But it's not huge money, right? And so um, and so why do you need this? And, what you know, do they, why are they even unionized? But... The players were, even though they were seasonal part-time players, they only they only really played they only played on the weekends and only, okay. hardly hardly practiced during the week. Wow. A lot of them would commute into the home games, right? Uh, because they lived in Canada or different parts of the North America. Right. It, it, they they were unionized, and I'm telling you, are are you know much much respect to them. The uh, the negotiations were just as intense as right. anything you're dealing with the NBA. Or NFL, right. we were just you know it was it they were hard negotiations and um and and over time you know we 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 come to you know we had arbitrations that we right. you know we had to go through you know that we won and we lost and and right. battles with them over the years um uh but you know it, the the intensity the bargaining the pressures that build are just the same as if you're dealing with right. NBA the NFL. You know, United Auto Workers, those paychecks are on the line. That's a lot of money to those guys. Right. And, and our owners, they can't play without the players. Right. So it was this, it's the same dynamic. It's the same dynamic that you have in the big leagues. The decimal points are a lot smaller, right? Uh, but it's the same dynamic, and the pressures are the same. Because that paycheck that that part-time lacrosse player is 
just as meaningful and maybe even more meaningful than, you know, than maybe missing a few NBA paychecks for guys who you know, have had yeah. a lot of bank already, right? Right, you know? right. So, so, so they were intense, but, you know, ultimately um, at the end we were – I was able to craft – you know, uh, the designs on a luxury tax, and, and that, after I left the league, that's still a little thing in place. So I'm proud right. of that. And I'm proud, right. we had, I'm proud we were able to get to a point with our Players Association toward the end of my tenure where we had a great working relationship and a very productive bargaining sessions at the end. Uh, right. We had some knockdown dragouts, just like you do in any league. Yeah. But it was, a, it was an experience. And, it was like, and um, that experience was... Um, you know, is one that, you know, I, 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 I still draw on, even though I'm not in collective bargaining, just in contract negotiations. Because right. it's as in, collective bargaining is as intense, for me, as intense as any negotiation I've ever been a right. part of. Uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, you've been, um, third, third, third is experience, sports law, that's, that's, congratulations on that, man. Let experience. <laughs> so you, yes, you went to um, Temple University, and the Prince of Conference Temple University on um, basketball team. Um, it's a great university. Almost went there when they were going to Washington University. But, um, tell us about your time at Temple Law. Yeah, so um, I was I, I entered Temple as an undergrad, um, okay. and then and then I, I stayed there to go to law school. And I was you know we're basketball people, right? So I was right. uh, for those of us of a certain age, we I I, I was I was fortunate. I actually entered Temple as a freshman the year before John Cheney got there. That's how old I am. Okay. So uh, so so but I was there. <laughs> I was there my last year of law school, actually the year when they, when they were number one in the country with Mark okay. Macon and, and all those guys. So that was like the best time ever at Temple and I, right. uh, at the height of Temple basketball um, with, with, with Coach Cheney. And it was just a glorious, glorious time. But, um, you know, Temple, great school. I loved it. My brother had gone to law school there. And so I'd, I was familiar with the campus. You know, a lot of people, some right. people like urban campuses, some people don't. I love it. I thought it was great. I loved the energy of the city. I love the campus. I'm a still ticket holder, Temple football, Temple, you know, Temple sports. Right. Lo, lo, you know, love the campus. And yeah. so, um, big fan. Uh, after right. I left Temple, practiced law for a few years, and then um, started, um, actually got involved in minor league basketball. Okay. And co founded a, 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 a small league called the Atlantic Basketball League, somebody pro league. And that's how I got involved in pro sports the first time and started a team in Scranton called the Scranton Miners. Okay. And, and so we had Sonny Hill, if you know Philadelphia basketball. Yeah. Sonny, Sonny was involved in the league as a coach that year. Uh, he actually beat us with a team up from Pottsville in the championship. But I learned a lot. I was league president, and I was running a team, and I was responsible for everything. I did a regional TV deal, you know, okay. and I was like 30 years old, and I just learned, you know, a whole bunch of stuff um, all at once. And that, and that was like drink through a fire hose, but it immersed right. on team management, league management, you know, everything all at once, how to sell tickets, how to sell sponsorships, how to miss right. referees, everything from A to Z, while I'm still trying to practice law, right? And wow. so, and so um, I did that uh, for a few years, got involved with some other leagues, and then I got into the NLL, the National Lacrosse League, in, um, in 2000, came right. in as deputy commissioner and general counsel through someone else who had been in minor league basketball. Uh, my predecessor at the league uh, the com as commissioner was Jim Jennings. He was involved in USBL, CBA, and a bunch of other you know, okay. uh, leagues. And so he, right. I, I came to know him, and he said, you've got to come with me. You know how to run the league. I don't know how to do this. I know how to sell. Right. So I, I went with Jim. That's the first time I, I, I stepped away from my law practice, and I was with the NLL for 15 years, uh, first in a capacity as uh, deputy commissioner general counsel. I took a year off to launch a team in Madison Square Garden. 
Right. Then, then came back to the legal office and then became commissioner uh, for seven years. Then stepped away and started my uh, a boutique law practice um, with with um, uh, 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 at the time was uh, with uh, uh, Bob Lanza and Tom the late Tom Rich. Tom Rich was right. an agent. Uh, Bob Lanza used to be uh, counsel for the NBA Players Association. Uh, right. They both they both retired, and Tom unfortunately passed away last year. But okay. other partners that came in with us, um, we've reconstituted the firm um, with my new partners. Uh, and, and so we are still essentially a sports uh, uh, entertainment boutique firm. Okay. And so in addition to representing, I do represent Kevin. Um, we also, um, and, and I've worked with him on, you know, a number of projects like Uncut Gems and his right. show KG Certified, which is on yeah. Showtime Basketball. Uh, yeah. And, and, um, and along with a lot, all his endorsement deals and a number of things, we also, um, uh, you know, handle some sports franchise transactions, um, minor league, major league, um, you know. So we're – and we do things in the entertainment space, I said, sports, and general right. trademark media and other areas as well. Right. And, and so so um, we do other things, but sports and entertainment is kind of our, 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 our sweet spot there. So yeah, how will- uh, yeah. How was it um, working with Uncut Gems and Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler? I'm, I'm sure it was fun for all three of you guys. Because the way they portrayed um, Kevin Garnett, he was himself in a movie. He was uncut as Uncut Gems, the name of the movie. <laughs> like he was himself. You could tell it was gen- he was generally acting, but it was himself. Yeah, you know? he's, the first, he's the first one to tell you, like, you know, uh, you know he'll <laughs> tell you, like, I don't know if he wanted He said this. I'm not saying anything he hasn't said publicly. You know, okay. he said, like, he's not really sure if he wanted to, like, do this, number one. Right. And and number two, he was like, "This isn't acting. I'm playing myself." Right. He, you can tell. You can tell he was. Yeah, but he'll be. But you know what? He, he it still is. Like he is. He is. He's being. He's playing himself. But yeah. he's still reading the lines, you know, and he's still doing it. And right. I I just think I think you know the reviews were great. I thought he was great. Obviously, he was. I, 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 and and I, I and I I think he you know I think he will you know, probably act again. Uh, we actually have a Hoop It Up movie in development. Oh, great. Um, yeah, with, with, you know, with Wayfair Studios. And so that's something we are looking maybe, probably won't get shot until later part of this year okay. or maybe early next year. So we're hoping 2023 release. Um, yeah. But that was something we announced. And, and so, you know, we're going to have a movie about, you know, I think it's, it's going to be a really cool movie. And you, screenplay is done or, you know, Working with Wayfair on getting, uh, you know, director, and uh, I, I should, you know, Kevin obviously is going to be EP, and I think you know he'll probably make an appearance in there too, whether it's playing right. himself or not, I don't know, uh, but probably playing himself again on that one, but who knows? Right. Um, but but um, it's 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 we're excited about that, but I think there's for him, I think there's you know, I think he think he's great. I think he'll be a, if he wants to do it, he can, he can definitely do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's had other offers. He hasn't on it in some really big movies. I think when the time's right and he feels right to do it, he'll probably do it again. But, right. uh, you know, it's not, as he says, it's not something he, as he says publicly, it's not something he, it's what he wants, you know, he's, he wakes up in the morning wanting to do. Right. But I just think some people are good at everything. And I, he might, I think he's just one of those guys that's really good. He's, a, he's good with KG certified. If you saw him interview um, yeah. Commissioner Silver, you know, he was yeah. terrific. And I, I just think he's good at that. He's good at basketball. He's, some guys are just good at everything. I think he's one of those guys. 
Right. Um, how is it working with Kevin Garnett as a business partner? Because I know he goes as hard as he does with this and the basketball court. And we all know on a basketball court he was all in, on go, all the time. Like, <laughs> this is done. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, you know what? That's it. That's, it's about the winning. Yeah, 100%. He has that same intensity. Like, let's get it done. Let's go. Let's get it. I, you know, it, it's like, I feel like I'm in the, you know, like in a timeout in the Celtics bench or Timberwolves bench sometimes, you know, like right. he's like giving it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's he has what brings that energy, definitely, hundred percent. And um, you know, he he's he's as I said, some he's got that um, ability to motivate, right. he's got that ability to make people, you know, feel energetic. I think that's what made him a great player, and I right. think that's absolutely it's a joy, uh, you know, to be in his orbit and to work with him. And uh, and to serve him in the capacities that I do, I, right. I really enjoy it. He's, um, I I I, uh, I think he's tremendous, and um, you know the energy and the passion he brings with everything he does is right. just is tremendous. Definitely, and his um, ventures with Southland basketball is a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit. We think so. We think the fact that you know it aligns. We think it's it's you know with with um, you know hoop it up is is we do think it's a perfect fit with him, with everything else he's doing in the media space, obviously with his brand. Right. Um, we just think of the lines all the way around, and, and, and um, it allows us really to create a real basketball ecosystem. From there, we can, you know, do other things that aren't and, and do storytelling. And right. he has a studio called Content Cartel Studios, which he's a partner in, which um, is a producer for his show. They're a co-producer. They also co-produce this documentary anything is possible on, on Showtime. And, um, and, and, and so they are, uh, you know, Content Cartel has a number of projects in the pipeline. Uh, some are ba- most are basketball-oriented, but some aren't, you know. Right. And so it's, there's, 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 he's pitching out. Uh, you know, basketball certainly is the foundation uh, for his endeavors, but, he, you know, the content and other businesses that he's interested in are branching out. He is interested in the cannabis space. He's made that public and, you know, there's things that are probably coming online this year that right. he feels very strongly about, you know, especially on the social equity front of that, uh, that he's going to speak about. Uh, I'll leave that for him at the appropriate time. But, right. um, but that is an interest of his as well. Yes. As we mentioned earlier, you have 30 years experience on business law. I mean, sports law. Um, you also just, you also have done some guest speaker. You have some guest speaker experience. Tell us about that and how is, how, how you like giving back value information for those who want to be in your position. Well, you know, if you, I guess you're around long enough, they ask you your opinion on things. So, I, right. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I, I, you know, what I really enjoy, um, you know, I've had, I've had the opportunity to speak at a lot of colleges, um, right. you, know, uh, you know, especially during my tenure when, when at the NLL and, and since then as well. Um, and, and so um, it's always nice to be able to share experiences um, with, you know, either people in the, you know, fellow um, peers in, 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 in sports or in, in, in the sports business, in the legal profession, but especially with younger people when I speak in front of students. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, right. My path is a little different than, than other people who, right. who maybe come to this uh, place in life in the station. And so um, it's always interesting to tell my story because it's non-traditional. I didn't, you know, I didn't go to a, work in a big law firm and then go somewhere else. It's really a non-traditional path. And I like to share that with 
young people, that there's other ways of getting there. And, and there's other ways of, you know, um, getting where you want to be and achieving your dreams. And I couldn't have imagined um, starting a, a small semi-pro basketball team, right. you know, 30 years ago would have led me to where I am today with, you know, working with Kevin Garnett and right. doing all the things I'm doing and hoop it up. So it's just a fantastical journey of how you get there. I went through a lacrosse league to get there. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastical journey, but you never know. You never know where life takes you. And you know, all you can do is when the door opens. Take it. Go through. Take it. Go through <laughs> yeah. and, you know what, and work yes. hard. Be attentive to people. Be responsive yes. to people. Be a good person. Be ethical. Try to be, you know, try to be honest, and honest and just do all the right things. And sometimes you have to have friend conversations with people in life and wherever it is, but – when you do that, I think it pays, you know, you pay it forward, it pays back because then right. you build trust with people and then they, yeah. and then, and then they trust you with projects and they, right. whether, whether, you know, they trust you with their, their, their business property and whether that's a, a collection of, for a time being a collection of lacrosse owners, you know, or right. if it's a, you know, a global Hall of Fame basketball player, there has, you have to build that trust with people. You don't get it by, telling people what, just what they want to hear all the time. Definitely. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you have to, there's, there's hard truths, but you tell them and, and, and you give people options and you, and you just, you work hard and you, you know, be responsive. And that's all, that's all I know how to do. And, right. I, and that's what I try to do. And, um, you know, and that's how it's got me where I am. And I just like to share that with young people whenever I can. Definitely. Once again, congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. I mean, you're still going also, but <laughs> I'd like to thank a lot. <laughs> thank you so much, Don. It's been a pleasure. I really, I really enjoyed it. Appreciate thank you. So you. Much. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for joining me. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yes, that was CEO Big Ticket Sports, George Daniel. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.